This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham on a Thursday morning. Plenty of stuff to discuss throughout the course of the show tonight. Um, Way later on, uh, well, at the end of the show, We'll have a week 14 NFL recap. We'll do that at the end of the show. Um, we will have a best of. I'm not ready for the week 14 recap. I know. Well, that's why I'm warning you now. I said that specifically now. So you have three hours to prepare the, yourself. The games don't start until Thursday night, though. How am I going to recap week 14? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Week 14 preview. Well, my, my bad. Uh, because you usually complain because I don't give you enough time to prepare for your picks. <laughs> All right, well, so you have three hours to prepare. All right, the other one I legitimately could not prepare for, but right. Well, that was my fault. That was uh, I'm I'm off to a, a hot start tonight. But a week fourteen preview that's coming up. That's what we always like to do is promote what's coming up at the end of the show. For I don't know why I did that, but um, we have that coming up later. I really meant to promote this though. At four forty five or so, we will have we, we a return of a segment we did for a while. We'll do a Gabe Kapler check in, and this will be. The best of Gabe. Um, Love it. Love it. uh, Mike and I's favorite cuts, because this is is the final show of the year where Mike Angelina and myself will be doing an overnight show together. Mike is taking over for the legendary Rob Cherry, uh, the year in review, um, a a man we hold in very high regard. I'd say a mentor to to Mike and I, Um, but... Uh, Mike is taking over the year in review. So Mike will be working on the year in review the, le- the next few weeks. Um, so uh, Mike and I will not be working together for the next few weeks. And obviously the Gabe check-in is something that helped us get through 2020 in this difficult year. How many laughs did we get from Gabe, che- Gabe Kapler this year? Um, so we will, we'll give you a best of Gabe. Some of our, <laughs> some of our favorite Gabe cuts from his first year in San Francisco, from his appearances on multiple podcasts to, you know, goat guys and, and, and lunches with Pablo <laughs> Sandoval, shelter on base, shelter on base, all this stuff. So we will get to that later on. In the show, we got Sixers news. We got Phillies news. Apparently, nobody wants uh, the Phillies job, which is just no one's uprooted. Right. Nobody wants, but I don't think it's that. I think it's just nobody wants this particular job. Um, But plenty of stuff to get to and plenty of Eagles uh, topics to get to as well. Certainly dealing with the quarterback position um, 
as that's been the hot topic really all year long and especially this week. Um, as here we are leading up to Eagle Saints on Sunday, anticipating the starting debut of Jalen Hurts. As expected and as needed, Jalen Hurts was named the starter for this week's game by Doug Peterson on Tuesday afternoon, um, and it had to happen. As we discussed earlier in the week, for a myriad of reasons, this team needed some sort of a spark, needed something, you know, something had to change. And especially after the success last week, albeit in a very small sample size, the success that Jalen Hurts had in a matter of a few possessions was more than Carson Wentz had had in the last five, six weeks. And this change had to be made if you care at all about doing what's right for your football team. And for the first time, you know, regardless of how you feel about Jalen Hurts, regardless of how you feel about Carson Wentz, for the first time in weeks, I think we can all agree that we're actually excited to watch an Eagles game. Like, I have treated it very much like a job the last few weeks. I haven't been excited to watch any of these games. And I'm trying to think the last time I was legitimately excited to watch an Eagles game this year, probably week one against Washington. Um, Because there's been nothing exciting about this team. There's been nothing, you know, encouraging about this team. But as we lead into Sunday now, we will get a legitimate look at Jalen Hurts at Lincoln Financial Field against a really difficult opponent and a really good defense in the New Orleans Saints. And that is exciting. But how we got here is so interesting. And throughout the show, we will get into Carson Wentz and his extremely complicated relationship with Philadelphia and his unique career. Because this is something I've been thinking about a lot the last couple of days. Um, because Carson Wentz has had a an, an unprecedented career. It really is. The things that have happened in Carson Wentz's short time in the NFL have never happened really to any other quarterback before and in a number of ways. So we'll get to that aspect of things, how we got here with Carson Wentz. But for weeks here, Howie Roseman has taken a beating in this city, and rightfully so. I am, as I told John during the crossover, I am not here in any way to defend Howie Roseman, to make excuses for Howie Roseman, to tell you and lie to you that Howie Roseman has done any sort of a, a you know, admirable job over the last few years with this football team. He has missed on a lot of moves over the last few seasons. The drafts, for the most part, have been abysmal. I mean, they, they've been they've been terrible. Uh, you know, the amount of players the Eagles miss on, the amount of premium picks that you miss on, the amount of players you pass on, whether it's DK Metcalf while you draft J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, whether it's Justin Jefferson while you select Jalen Rager, um, whether it's you know drafting a guy like Andre Dillard who has been unable to get on the field 
Last year for performance reasons, this year for injury. He has missed on a number of draft picks. The free agent signings, for the most part, have not worked out. Whether it's signing Javon Hargrave to $13 million uh, for him to really make his first memorable play of the season, sacking Aaron Rodgers Sunday in Green Bay. Whether it's trading for big play Slay and giving him a large contract extension. We'll get the big play slate later on too um, because he has more excuses for what, you know, he, apparently he let D'Angelo Hall get in his head or something like that, which is, I mean, th- this guy is quickly becoming one of my least favorite Eagles. Um, so we'll get the big play later on um, and, and uh, you know, uh, let you know exactly what happened there. But um, that move looks like it's not going to work out. Whether it is keeping some veterans, messing up contracts, you know, keeping guys around like Jason Peters, like Alshon Jeffrey, while letting go of other players like Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long, guys that maybe could have been productive if you had kept them around. There have been many mistakes made by Howie Roseman. But the one criticism that I don't understand is the venom that has been directed at Howie for drafting Jalen Hurts. And, you know, I I said it at the time when we were sifting through the reasons for the Hurts pick. And I'm not going to lie to you and say I was on board. I hated the pick at the time. I did not understand it. I thought it was a very poor use of resources. And I did not, I could not wrap my head around why the Eagles would select a quarterback with that pick at that time. And we asked what the rationale was. Did they really just want a good backup as they tried to sell us? Were they really going to use him in some sort of a role in the offense with Carson Wentz a la Taysom Hill as they also tried to convince us was the plan, which clearly watching this season, that was not the plan. The one thing I was right about in regards to that pick was I thought it was clear that there was something about Carson Wentz that the Eagles weren't sure about and that the Eagles were not confident in. Be it injury and the history that Carson Wentz has had with the knee and the back and then the concussion and all this stuff, Uh, be it that concern or be it his performance that they did not trust moving forward. And as the weeks go by, you know, I I listen to the station and I I hear callers and I look at Twitter and all this stuff and I just see Howie getting blasted more than anything for the Jalen Hurts pick. And that I don't understand. And as I said, there is plenty that you can bash Howie for. And yeah, he gets it for the Jalen Rager stuff and the Arthago Whiteside stuff. And and that should be the focus um, of the criticism for Howie because those things are inexcusable. But I don't get why he is getting so much criticism for the Jalen Hurts selection. I really don't. And if you want to get in, 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. 
Because based on what we've seen this season from Carson Wentz, this pick makes way more sense to me than it did back in April. You know, part of the reason I was so adamantly uh, against the selection was because I was a I was a big Carson Wentz fan. I was a big Carson Wentz fan after last year heading into this season. You know, I I I thought Carson Wentz was a franchise quarterback and was a guy that you can be confident in moving forward. Yes, he's had some injuries, but I thought that you could you know, you had to be confident enough moving forward that he could stay healthy and take your chances because he was a good enough player when healthy. That is what I thought. But I was wrong. And, you know, the way I look at this is the Eagles gave Carson Wentz that contract after the 2018 season. After 2019, they obviously were not sure that giving him that contract was the right move. And that does not excuse the contract. That's another mistake they made. But they realized they made a mistake and had an opportunity to somewhat rectify it. Jalen Hurts was clearly a guy they liked. Clearly a player that they thought could be a starting-level quarterback in the NFL. They said it at the time. They felt that way way back in April. And that is why they made this selection. Now, did they foresee things going the way they've gone? Absolutely not. Nobody could have foreseen this. Nobody could have foreseen Carson Wentz regressing from being... You know, a mid to above mid level quarterback in this league, which is pretty much what he's been in 2018, 2019. Nobody saw him regressing to being the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, which is exactly what he has been this year. But Jalen Hurts was a player that they really liked, clearly, a player with pedigree, and selected him. And all I hear is that this pick was idiotic and it was doomed and it doomed the Eagles and it messed everything up. And I just don't understand why people are saying that at this point. Now you have a backup plan that you didn't necessarily know you'd need, but you do. And now you actually have a player who, if you do decide... Carson Wentz is not going to be the guy here, which I have gotten to that point, and we'll get to that later on, and all the factors why I don't think Carson Wentz can stay in Philadelphia. I just don't believe this is something that's going to work. I don't believe Carson Wentz, as a Philadelphia Eagle, will ever have any real level of success um, in the future. I just don't. And we'll get to all those reasons. But now you have a potential. And I'm not telling you Jalen Hurts is going to be good. I don't know. But now at least we have an opportunity to see. And now at least the Eagles have covered their bases in some kind of regard. But why do people view this pick as so catastrophic? You know, what has Carson Wentz done to inspire so much confidence that you're comfortable with him moving forward. What if the Eagles hadn't selected Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz was this bad? 
Then you have Nate Sudfeld and nothing else. What's the future plan then? People will just be bashing Howie at that point uh, for, for not foreseeing this. And the Eagles organization for not foreseeing this. And I use, I'll use it akin to, to what I said to, her, to John during the crossover. Tobias Harris situation. Where the Sixers made a mistake in trading for Tobias Harris. And instead of cutting their losses and letting him go, they signed him to a big money contract, prohibiting them for years in the future. The Eagles made a mistake by signing Carson Wentz to the contract they signed him with. They signed him to, rather. They could have doubled down, ignored the warning signs, and not taken Jalen Hurts, and moved forward just with, just with Carson Wentz, and hinged everything, and shoved all in on Carson Wentz. But the Eagles hedged their bets. And they selected a quarterback that they think can be a player. And I don't know if he will, and they don't know if he will. But we will see, hopefully, get some sort of indication in the final four weeks. But there is a lot that you can bash Howie Roseman over. There are a lot of things that you can criticize him for. But the Jalen Hurts pick is not one of them. The Jalen Hurts pick, the more this has gone, the more this season has progressed, the more I realize that was a good decision, that was a smart decision, and I am happier than ever that Jalen Hurts is in Philadelphia because this team has an option now. They have a possible little escape hatch to get out, uh, to get out of this Carson Wentz deal, which um, they wouldn't have had. They wouldn't have had that option had they not selected Jalen Hurts in the second round last season. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Do you think the Jalen Hurts pick was a good one? That's the question to begin the night. Because, I, you know, it's the criticism of Howie that I see the most, even more than the wide receiver um, mistakes they've made. And I don't get it. Based on Carson Wentz's season and his regression, the pick makes more sense to me now than it ever did. It was a good pick, and I'm happy Jalen Hurts an Eagle. 215-592-9494. Let's get started on the phones with Andrew in Madison, Wisconsin. What's up, Andrew? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's happening? Um, yeah, so um, I think the Jalen Hurts pick was a good pick. And I think right that the Eagles probably saw something last year in Carson that um, bothered them or concerned them. Um, my question is, now that they made the decision to move on, um, why not just sit him down totally and go ahead and activate Nate Sudfeld as the backup? Have they, have they determined Sudfeld just can't play? Well, I mean, they, I guess they might do that, but but I don't. Why, why would you not want Wentz to at least be the backup at this point? Um, you know, I think that keeping him on the field, or keeping him back, he sends the wrong message to him. I, I think that he needs to understand that there are things he needs to improve, and maybe just shutting him down for the season sends a message to him that you know he's just done playing and. Um, this, this whole thing has got me thinking about maybe Cleveland was right in their assessment and maybe the variables the Eagles missed in their assessment was coachability. Um, and maybe shutting Carson down for the last four games would 
maybe drive home the message that maybe he does need to listen to it. So it's just really trying to correct him on things. Yeah, I don't, Andrew, sorry, got to let you go. Something going on with your phone there. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I know that was asked um, to Doug this week, whether Carson would be the backup, and he was noncommittal. So I guess they are considering um, deactivating him and making Sudfeld the backup quarterback. But I would, I mean, I'd make Wentz the backup because then, it, you know, if there's a chance he comes back in, a chance he plays, fine. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, and I think it would be, I guess, if if you're worried about insulting him, which I think the Eagles are, I think it would be even more of an insult to to just deactivate him altogether. Um, yeah, no, I'd make Carson Wentz the backup, and uh, I'd play Jalen Hurts. But um, I I want your thoughts on the Jalen Hurts pick tonight because I think it was a good pick. I am more confident than ever that the Jalen Hurts selection was the right move. There are a lot of things you can criticize Howie Roseman for. The receiver picks, uh, passing on Metcalf for Arthega Whiteside, of course. Passing on Jefferson for Rager, absolutely. But the Jalen Hurts pick looks a lot better now than it did in April. And this organization clearly saw something. And I'm not telling you they thought this would happen this quickly. Nobody did. But they clearly saw something that troubled them about Carson Wentz moving forward. And the Jalen Hurts selection was a smart one um, because, you know, we'll see what happens these last four games. But I do think Jalen Hurts is going to be a guy who can play in the NFL um, at what level uh, of quarterback. Of course, none of us know at this point. Um, But I'm happy the Eagles made the pick. And I think it was a smart pick. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Uh, Mike and Wilmington and the Weave. See you both there. Uh, I'll get to you guys when we return. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. Mike Angelina producing for the final time in 2020. Sad night tonight uh, on the uh, TK Overnight Show. Uh, you'll miss me, won't you, Mike? I, I, I know you will. I, I know nah. you won't. You won't admit it, but you will. I will not miss... Uh... Your show, no. Okay. I'll miss Rob's. All right. And and John's? John's probably John's, driving yeah, home yeah. right now. And John's. And John's. Wow. John, I hope you took note of that. Well, I, um, I produce Rob twice listening. a week, John once a week. So okay. I thought of Rob first. All right. Well, you, okay. You don't like John Johnson. I get it. I like Jan. That's, I mean, that, I'll, uh, that's not what I heard. Uh, so it looks like you're feuding with multiple hosts now. Uh, no, just you. Okay. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham on a Thursday morning. If you want to get in, uh, 215-592-9494. Talking about the Jalen Hurts selection. And, you know, now that he's playing officially, no more this a play here, play there nonsense. Jalen Hurts gets the keys to the offense. And it's long overdue. The way Carson Wentz is playing this year, whether you believe it's on Carson Wentz or not, whether you think Doug's play calling's been the issue, offensive line play, receivers, something had to change. And when you need a spark, you usually change quarterbacks. And, um... It's a drastic move in some regards, but it's a move that had to be made. And 
I'm glad that Jalen Hurts is on this football team. I'm glad that the Eagles gave themselves options here. Because just because you signed Carson Wentz to that contract doesn't necessarily mean you're totally locked in. And we'll get to that later on um, as far as trade possibilities. Because I do think there are options. I don't think Carson Wentz is this unmovable player. And we'll get to that for for uh, a number of reasons later on why I don't believe um, you know Carson Wentz is this guy who, who's tethered to Philadelphia. I think if the Eagles choose to move in that direction, which I believe they should, I think there will be takers, there will be people out there who believe that they can fix Carson Wentz. And maybe he can be fixed. I'm not ruling out that possibility, but it is not going to happen in Philadelphia. There's too much that's happened, too much history, too much baggage with Carson Wentz in this city. And I honestly think it's gotten to the point where it is best for both parties, for Carson Wentz to move on with a different organization, for the Eagles to move on without Carson Wentz. And do I know if Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy for the next 10 years here? I I, I have no clue. But he's obviously a guy the Eagles liked, and they took him for a reason. And it never made sense, the explanations that they were giving. And, uh, you know, you don't have to read between the lines to, to know that they weren't really telling the truth there. Just, I mean, it's clear. When we ask, why would you take quarterback in the second round? It's obvious. Why do you think? Because they're not sure about the guy they have. Because they're not confident in the guy they have. And there were plenty of warning signs, which we'll get to later on. Because as much as it seems like this came out of nowhere with Carson Wentz, it really didn't. It really did not. And um, the warning signs were there. Over the last couple seasons, uh, we just chose not to see them here in Philadelphia because we didn't want to. 215-592-9494. Do you think, in retrospect, the Jalen Hurts pick was a good one? I do. Let's go to uh, Mike in Wilmington. What's up, Mike? Um, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm a huge fan of your show. Just want to let you know. Thanks. Um, I completely agree with you. I think that the selection of Jalen Hurts was a great thing for this team. I mean, you know, I hear and I, I listen to a lot of the daytime shows like Marks and Reese and stuff like that. And, you know, they talk about how the drafting of Hurts created a, a quarterback controversy. And Carson Wentz's play created a quarterback controversy. If he was lighting it up right now, there would be no quarterback controversy. No, you know, and, yeah. and that's just... No, yeah, Mike, I, I was just going to say, you're exactly right. You know, Jalen Hurts, the, the pick didn't cause this to happen, Carson Wentz's play causes that. Yeah, and I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers this year, they drafted his successor, and he's killing it. You know? And and this isn't something that's new, and, and I personally, I feel for Carson, I feel like he was on such a roll in 2017, and then Nick Foles comes in, wins the Super Bowl, and I just think Carson Wentz on this team has just been shot since then, and it's unfortunate, because I really do think that he has potential, but you know, we put so much blame on Howie, and if if Carson was playing great, maybe then you put the blame on Howie. But Carson's not playing great, and we have a reasonable backup now. Yeah, no, I I, so, ag- I agree, Mike. And you know, you look at it, and 
I, I I was very much against the pick at the time because I was confident in Carson Wentz. But you know, in, and I'm not saying the Eagles always know more because they clearly have made several mistakes. But they see yeah, Carson Wentz did. every day, and you know they obviously saw enough to make them question whether he could be their guy long-term. And I actually respect the decision to go ahead and make a controversial draft pick in Jalen Hurts that they knew was going to be controversial, regardless of what they say, um, to give them kind of a backup plan. And I, I think they they didn't know they'd necessarily need it, but they knew this was a possibility. And, uh, you know, at least they now have a guy that could be their guy moving forward. A hundred percent. And, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I'm an Eagles fan. If Carson Wentz can do the best for this team, I'm with it. If Jalen Hurts can do the best for this team, I'm with it. But there are so many people that are, I feel like, so hung up on 2017. And it's like, you're living in the past. Like, this team has been inconsistent since the Super Bowl. Two 9-7 and seven records and now 3-8-1. and one. What can you lose by putting him in? Uh, Mike, it's it's a great point. It's absolutely right, and I appreciate the call, man. And you know, let's just look at Carson Wentz's record since um, since 2017, because it's true, and it goes back to that line in the Philly Voice article. And I do think it's weird because I think the fan base has kind of adopted this mantra too where is it the philadelphia eagles or is it the philadelphia carsons uh where an anonymous source had said that was i wish i had we knew the anonymous source who said that one specifically i was that an alshon quote uh it may have been i'm not i'm not nobody knows exactly sproles why 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 would why do you think sproles oh sproles is all over that article okay well i i mean i don't know but yeah, give um, it another read. Okay, you'll see. Okay, I'll I'll check it out. I guess, but uh, it I, there are a lar- large amount of Eagles fans that do look at this team as the Philadelphia Carsons, and that uh, you know they just are so hell bent on Carson Wentz being the quarterback. Carson Wentz has to be good since 2017, and we'll get to it later on. But other than that little stretch at the end of last year, this regression has been steady. It has been steady. Five and six record when Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback in 2018. Nine and seven last year. Five and seven up until those final four games against the NFC East. Three, eight, and one this year. Like, the team has not been good the last three seasons when Carson Wentz has been the quarterback. They just haven't been. And I'm not saying it's all on him, but he is the quarterback. Then the quarterback takes the most heat. Regardless, whether it's Donovan McNabb or Michael Vick or Nick Foles, whoever, Sam Bradford, whoever's in there, the quarterback is going to take the criticism, except if it's Carson Wentz, apparently. Then he doesn't. Um, but, you know, this is, this is a situation where the Eagles made a pick that they, they felt they needed to make. And I think the last caller brought up a good point. When he says, you know, uh, when he talks about people assuming, and this is an assumption that I've heard way too many people make over the last few weeks, and I don't get it, is that if Jalen Hurts was not selected, that this season would have had a, a different outcome. And I don't understand how people come to that conclusion. Like, 
what would be any different if the Eagles hadn't selected Jalen Hurts? The common thought is that the selection was the cause and Carson Wentz's play was the effect. That selecting Jalen Hurts caused this ripple effect for Carson Wentz to totally disintegrate. Now, was it a factor? Maybe. I mean, if it was, then Carson Wentz is mentally fragile and isn't a franchise quarterback anyway. But why do people just assume that to be fact? Like, say the Eagles had drafted a different player with that 53rd pick. Say they took a defensive player like Jeremy Chin, uh, the safety in Carolina. Say they drafted an alignment either on the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball. Say they traded that pick to go move up and get C.D. Lamb like I wanted them to do one draft night. Who's to say we don't get the exact same result? That Carson Wentz still doesn't regress to this level. And then you're left without a legitimate backup quarterback because we know what Nate Sudfeld is. He's your run-of-the-mill NFL backup quarterback. He's never going to be starter in the NFL. Jalen Hurts might be. And things are 10 times worse if that's the case. And then you really are stuck with Carson Wentz. Now, thankfully, you have another option. Because I think this was happening to Carson Wentz regardless. I really do. Did the Hurts thing... Push it over the edge? Maybe? And if that's the case, then thankfully they made the pick so we can see this now rather than trying to force Carson Wentz as an eagle because it was never going to work for him in Philadelphia. And that's something I didn't see till this year, but I see it now. It was never going to work for Carson Wentz here. And nobody expected to get this bad this quick. I didn't. I'm sure the Eagles organization didn't. And how could you? You know, how could you expect him to regress to this level? But they were worried about this result or a result similar to this and taking Jalen Hurts as an insurance policy was the right pick. It was the right selection. And we got to get past this this notion, this idea that drafting Jalen Hurts caused Carson Wentz to forget how to play quarterback. It's just not true. This was going to happen to Carson Wentz regardless. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Eric in West Philly. What's up, Eric? Uh, I was sitting here listening to you and like, you got to look at the business side of this, okay? You can't keep rambling on about what the Eagles are going to do. Jeffrey Lurie is going to make a decision at the end of the year. So no matter what happens, no matter what you sit here and say on a radio station, he's going to make a decision. Ray Dillinger made an excellent point. The Eagles, if they cut them, they will have $59 million against the cap. There's no team in the NFL that's going to do that. None. $34 million. He's going to be here. No matter whether you want him to be here or whether you don't think he's going to be here. He's going to be here. Bottom line. Eric, the there's Eagles. No team, there's no team. Listen to me. There's no team in the NFL that's going to cut a player and we'll have $34 million against the cat. They're not going to cut him. They're going to trade him. They're not going to cut him. They're going to trade him. Listen, no, no, no. Listen to me. I'm listening to you. You're wrong. No, no. Listen to me. I'm listening. You're wrong. He said it clear. I watched watched the game with him and Steph Joyner. They said it. Okay, Bear Brooks even said it. He's $34 million against the cat. There's no team in the NFL 
is going to take a player that said the Eagles will still have to pay $34 million regardless whether he gets traded or not. You got to know the business side. Yeah, you got to take the hit for one year. You, you got to take the hit for no, one year. No, what you got to understand, you got his contract takes in by the end of this year. So guess what? You have to know the business side of it. I do. Okay? I've looked at the business okay? side. I understand. Okay. It. Okay. So what you got to understand, there's no team in the NFL that's going to do that. I disagree. Okay? I disagree. Will, well, well, guess what? You can disagree all you want to. Jeffrey Lewis, the owner, and you owe that player $34 million. There's no owner that's going to do that. So all this sitting here talking about, well, he's going to go, or they're going to trip, it ain't going to happen. Okay? Okay? Well, now, er, Eric, 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 concern, Eric. No, hold, hold, hold. Let me make my point. <laughs> I'm, you I'm were wrong him. about Harry Roseman. It was six years. During the draft. Before all that, six years. You only pointed out three years that during the time when he missed picks in the draft. It was six years prior to that. Okay, you gotta understand too. Okay, did you forget about Chip Kelly being here? Did you you forget about Chip Kelly commandeering the organization for a couple years? No, no, no. What you gotta understand? Okay, okay. Don uh, Don Silensky, who nobody talks about. Okay, who works with Harry Roseman in the front office, and the guy who went to 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 the Jets. He was here. Okay, and that's how that team that won in 2017 ran because they had a running game. This oh team, you know, I talks about the offensive line. Yeah. The offensive line is been, nobody. It, nobody talks about the offensive the line. line. Yeah, the offensive line. Yeah, yeah what do you mean nobody line. talks about it? That's all I hear people talk about is the offensive yeah, line. This is why Carson's like, not like, good because his line stinks. Win. Eric, you stop apologizing win. for the kid, okay? You cannot win if you don't have an offensive line or a defensive line. Bottom line, if you know anything about football, you wouldn't know that. Yeah, no, I yeah, I I understand that. I understand that. You also don't win if you don't have a quarterback. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Sure. How do you think the Cowboys won on Super Bowl? Because they had a dominant offensive line. It ain't because of Emma Smith or Troy Aikman or Michael Irvin. They had a dominant offensive line. The year that they won the Super Bowl, any team that went, Tom Brady wouldn't have won them Super Bowls if the offensive line in New England wasn't yeah. all that good, okay? You have to have the players around you. Yeah, Eric, I and understand just- that. But you, so you don't think Carson, you think Carson Wentz is just a victim of everything else that's going on and none of it's on Carson. None of it's on poor little Carson. Carson Winston, I'm not saying Carson Winston's having a great year this year. He sucks. I understand it. He's terrible. No, no, you can't just point out a quarterback, okay? You got to look at the defensive line and the offensive line. John Mann used to say that all the time. Eric, are you watching these games? Are you watching these games? Yeah. Do you see how awful he is? Now, is it is it stunning? Now, did the offense not immediately look better the minute Carson Wentz came out of the game? It doesn't matter if you ain't got an offensive line. Yeah, well, Jalen Hurts was fine, wasn't he? They have 11 players, even, even Doug Peters is here. They have 11 players in the offensive line that's been hurt. You never point that out. Yeah, what are talking about? Yeah, talking, no, no, Eric, we players. understand they're hurt. We understand that they're hurt. I appreciate the call. We understand that. But the bottom line is, it's not all on what's around him. Like, can we, we got to stop doing this. It's so ridiculous. And honestly, I, 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 I feel like I'm banging my friggin' head against the wall. And I hate to come on and do this every show, but I am so sick of the excuses that are made day after day after day for poor, fragile Carson, who stinks. The guy can't play. 
He has been terrible this year. He's been the worst quarterback in the league. Is anything? Is everything around him perfect? No. Is the offensive line good this year? No. Have the receivers been good? No. The quarterback has been worse than all of them. He's been worse than any of it. So, please, just stop with the excuses. It's People have become so conditioned in this city, so conditioned to making excuses for Carson Wentz that they refuse to watch what's going on in front of them. Your eyes are not lying to you. And I'm not telling you Jay Leonard's going to be better. I don't know. But it's worth a a shot. And I'm telling you, Carson Wentz is done in Philadelphia. He is done. It is never going to get better for him here. It's just not. There's too much that's happened, and I don't agree that you won't be able to get rid of him because somebody always thinks they can salvage a quarterback. Somebody always thinks that they can fix a guy. And maybe they can. Maybe he will be fixed. And honestly, I don't hate Carson Wentz. For all the people who think I I, I despise him and I got something per- I, I don't know Carson Wentz. I've never met him. I don't care. Um, I, I, I hope he has success elsewhere. It's not going to be in Philadelphia. And I don't get the idea that people have that this Jalen Hurts pick like shattered Carson Wentz and that Howie Roseman is responsible for this kind of regression. Howie Roseman is responsible for a lot that's gone wrong with this team. A lot. But Carson Wentz going this far backwards and Carson Wentz sucking this year, that's not on Howie Roseman, okay? That's on Carson Wentz. He has to be better, and he had an opportunity. They gave him every opportunity to keep his job. He couldn't do it. He failed. He failed this team this year. And now he's where he belongs on the bench. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Um, weave, Keith, see you there. We'll get both of you guys after the break. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. I'm sorry I got worked up last segment. I don't. I, I know sometimes people get annoyed when I scream. That's a, uh, a complaint that um, some of my critics have when I, I scream and, you know, uh, yell. But I, I just, I'm just tired of the excuse-making, Mike. I mean, it, it, let's just, okay, and we were talking about during the break. Mm-hmm. The Eagles are 3-8-1 and one right now. It's simple math here. Um, and I've made this point before. There are three games this year, three games, that I think it's pretty clear that if you just get and I'm not even saying average. I'm saying slightly below average quarterback play where the quarterback just doesn't torpedo and throw away the entire game. Mm-hmm. Washington, Cincinnati, Cleveland. You just get like standard below average quarterback play in those games, maybe average. I mean, you win those games, you're 6 and 6, you're in first place in the NFC East. I mean, are am I wrong about that? No, I mean, I don't know how you can like if you watch the Eagles this year and like if you're coming away thinking that something other than the quarterback's the problem, you're just watching the Eagles wrong. I, I just don't get it. Like, and I guess we'll see the last four weeks. And hey, um, you know, if if Jalen Hurts comes out on Sunday, and even against a good defense, you should be able to score points. I, I, you know, you shouldn't be so hamstrung all the time where you can't do anything. Like the Eagles have been for the last six weeks. Um. If the Eagles come out and they don't move the ball and the offense looks as bad as it has, then, 
you know, people can take their victory laps, fine, whatever. Um, but, you know, I don't, like, I just feel like we should expect more from a fifth-year quarterback getting paid $128 million that he needs everything around him to be just so and right. just right to have any kind of success. And if anything's off, he just falls apart and becomes the worst quarterback in the league? Yeah, I like, mean, what? The only thing I think of is, like, are fans trying to get them to, like, 12-0? and 0? Like, we're just trying to get them to, like, 500 and playoff level, which they can accomplish just by changing the quarterback. Like, the Eagles, right. as a roster, are, you know, look, they have a, the kicker's been bad, and they have some issues here and there with offensive line depth, but, like, they're in general a fine team. Like, they're not, like, you know... They have a Super Bowl winning uh, front office. Like they know what they're doing. They just they need a better they need better play from the quarterback. I think this is what it is, and I I honestly do believe this is what it is, and I understand it from a fan's point of view. Where, first of all, I do think there's an aspect of the, the people feel bad for Carson because of what happened in 2017. He's got 130 uh, million. I agree. Contract. I agree. I don't. I mean, I, I'm past that. I don't <laughs> it's really pretty ridiculous that sentiment. I think that's part of it. I think more of it, though, is as a football fan, it is a bad feeling when you don't know you have a quarterback. And, you know, or or you kind of know that your guy isn't really the guy. And I think that is what people don't want to admit. They they, they think that, that it's easier to think to themselves, well, if we just change the guys in the front office, we change the coach, which, I mean, I don't know how we have just arrived at Doug Peterson's not a good coach anymore when we have a lot more evidence to suggest Doug's a good coach than Carson's a good quarterback. Um, But I think it's easier for fans to believe that than your quarterback's just not as good as you thought he was. I I don't, like, it's easier and it's, yeah, it's just easier to deal with the fact that I would rather have you just know that there's one position that needs to be fixed and everything else in general is fine. Like you, your front office, like I think they have a good owner. I think the general manager, look, the general manager's already won a Super Bowl, you know. Right. Um, the, the coach is good. He's already won a Super Bowl too. You just fix the quarterback and they're back on track. They're fine. Yeah. And and it's one of those things where, where you look at it and I'll see people say, uh, you know, in regards to, well, you do Draft Jalen Hurts. He didn't draft Jeremy Chin. Yeah, Jeremy Chin's having a great year. He's a good player. No one but, ever called WIP saying they need to draft Jeremy Chin. Well, I, right, but but just to the point here. Okay, say the Eagles had done that. How does that change Carson Wentz's season? Like, if there's a if the Eagles had drafted a safety, what I mean, is? How does that make Carson Wentz? Like, people have convinced themselves that the Eagles selecting Jalen Hurts. Think yeah. how crazy this is that the Eagles selecting Jalen Hurts has caused Carson Wentz to become a terrible quarterback. Either way, that's not good for Carson Wentz. Either, okay, he's either mentally totally fragile, and you don't want your franchise quarterback reacting that way anyway, or it has nothing to do with it, and Carson Wentz is just not very good. It's just like, you know, those baldy breakdowns, I know you watch too. Like, you look at them, you look at them, and it's like, this has nothing to do with Jalen Hurts. No, nothing. Like, like the, the Goddard throw. Like, why would Jalen Hurts be on his mind making that 41-yard throw? Right. And, um, you know, it just goes to justify what, what we've been saying all night. And my main point is the Jalen Hurts pick was a good one, I believe. Now, I don't even know if Jalen Hurts can play yet. But to, to give yourself an out, because the Eagles obviously sold something. And this is not just me saying that Carson Wentz isn't 
very good. The Eagles basically said that on draft night. <laughs> like, when the Eagles took Jalen Hurts, that was a clear message that they didn't believe in Carson Wentz. And at the time, I disagreed with it because I did believe in Carson Wentz. I was wrong. And But, it, you know, looking at it now, it makes a lot more sense. It, the more things fall into place, the more I understand that selection. We were all, I mean, all everyone except for like three people were wrong about Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, this Joe Giglio, you know, can take his victory lap. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, know what else to say. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go to Keith and Ben Salem. What's up, Keith? Hello. What's up, guys? What's going on, man? What's up, man? You know, um, listen, TK, I can tell you something. Instead of drafting a second-round pick to be a quarterback as a backup, how about going out and get, like, Fitzmatic or something like that, like a, a, a veteran to be your backup quarterback? Because they it, didn't it, think – because they, they didn't think Carson Wentz – um, because they weren't sure Carson Wentz could be their future, so they wanted to take a quarterback who, if he didn't work out, could be their future. Fitzpatrick but, wouldn't have been but, that. But, but he's not. He's not a great quarterback. He's a college quarterback. He he he, he, he goes back. He, he can one read, then he runs. I, I mean, and that doesn't work out. It works out for Baltimore every once in a while. But what well, did I they mean, do? Uh, the, Lamar Jackson was the MVP of the league last year. Yeah, but, he, but what did he do? He won the MVP of the league, yeah. But did what? But what did the team do? They lost in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they they lost they lost Tennessee because they're so easy to figure out, and that's what drives me crazy. It, it's, listen, listen, I understand. He's so who, well, who well, well, Keith, 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 who would you rather have right now, Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz? Obviously, Lamar Jackson. Well, well, no if he's so easy to figure out. Why, why wouldn't no, you want a guy but, like Carson? But, but, but guess what? I wouldn't pick him out of the top ten. I would rather have Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, have, okay. Uh, Everybody would rather have Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, well that's what I'm saying. I, I'm just saying it, it's it's <laughs> so easy to pick someone to, like, okay, he can maybe he's quicker out of the pocket and stuff like that. But still, you've got to be a quarterback. You have to drop back. You have to have Read your different reads and throw the football. Yeah, yeah, and that's what drives me crazy. But what about like so you don't you don't buy into this new uh, theory? Like you don't think Kyler Murray's going to be any good? You don't think Lamar no. Jackson's going to be any good? No, no. So, so well, I, I I just think the defenses figured those those kind of quarterbacks. Well, it looks out. like the defenses have figured Carson out pretty quickly. Well, I, I listen. I I think I think. It, Tell you the truth, I really like uh, Carson Wentz as a quarterback. I think that he's in his own head. Um, uh, it should be a, court, uh, um, a coach saying, "Come out and throw the ball quick. Throw the ball quick." He holds the ball too much, and then he tries to rifle it in there. And I, I, I get it. Well, wouldn't you but, rather have a guy who would make one or two reads than run than a guy who just sits back all day and digs sacks? No, no, because it's not going to last. So you'd it's rather so you'd rather out. just have your quarterback as a sitting duck back there and take sacks, like Carson does. Not listen, no, I don't. I don't agree with that. But the thing is, you have got to go back there. You have got to get your reach. Listen, Ben Roethlisberger had a couple uh, bad games. 
You know, I mean, it, it, it's it's going to happen. I yeah. mean, like these dem- defenses are tough. You did, but Keith, he's been bad all season. Like he's had twelve bad games. I I get it. He's having a bad year. I get it. But if people think, okay, you know, I hope, I hope that he has a really good game on Sunday. He's got a tough defense to go up against. Uh-huh. But let me tell you something. What what a quarterback that looks at one receiver and then starts to run does not work in the NFL. Just doesn't. It's college. It's college football. That's what it is. All right. Well, I, I appreciate it, Keith. I, I mean, what, would you say Russell Wilson's that kind of quarterback? I, I and and by the way, we don't know. We don't know that's what Jalen Hurts is. I mean, Jalen Hurts a rookie played a couple series. Like, I, I maybe I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and, a little typecasting, perhaps. Yeah, I, I was because and like I know he came up short, but it was damn close. You know, Colin Kaepernick almost won a Super Bowl too with the one yeah. read thing. Yeah, I mean. Lamar Jackson was the MVP of the league last year. Like, but what did he do? Right, right. But who would you like? Who would you rather have? Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, and also, Kyler Murray like, or Carson Wentz? I'll take the one read guys. Whatever. Yeah, and I think like Travis Henry had something to do with that game, too, or uh, Derrick Henry had something to do with that game too. Like, he, <laughs> like okay, you say Jalen Hurts isn't a passing quarterback. He made two better throws last week. Carson, the throw he made the Rager he, is a better throw than Wentz has made all season. He climbs the pocket better than Wentz already. Right. Yeah, he actually got back, he made a read, and he threw the ball. He didn't stand back there like a chicken with his head cut off who, who's like waiting just to get sacked. Like, Or have Clowney dive at him. Yeah, I, I, I don't really get it. Let's get the weave in here before. Uh, what, what's going on, weave? Man, I, I, I'm, I'm just bailing you out, man. <laughs> You're bail. You're bail. How are you going to bail me I'm out? I'm bailing you out, man. How, how so? Because this this is ridiculous, man. Yo, you you gonna need some therapy, man. Because, man, I mean, your your whole argument, you know. I mean, it's just like people just don't want to. They don't. They don't want to see a change. You know what I mean? Well, where they where do you where, where do you stand, Weave? I'm I'm not really understanding where you stand on this issue. I'm saying, you know, all your points were like right on. You know what I mean? I guess every single thing you it. said was right on. And um, you're Tom Kelly. <laughs> I am. They're not. They're not Tom Kelly. <laughs> and um, the last guy. I mean, you, great analysis. You, know what? you can go back to Mike. The guy you were talking about, uh-huh. he really had some good points, and I really wanted to – he had one point that I didn't agree with, but um, I don't know why some of your fans, um, they just don't want to give this kid a chance, you know. I think it's a lot of the old guys just are hooked on Carson Wentz. They want that type of quarterback. I don't want to go into no, you know, bloodlines or nothing, but – you know, they said the same thing about Michael Vick. I mean, they said the same thing about Dominic Nat. Some of their fans booed Dominic Nat when he was picked. You know what I mean? That's right, Reese. But um, you have to give this kid a chance. Um, like you said, the last thing you said was he knows how to move around in the pocket. He he, the throws he made were better than, you know, anything he did. But here's what I'm worried about, Tom. Here's what I'm really worried about. It might be too late. 
And I also, I, I, I looked up some stuff because you know me. I, I look you do up, your research. That's all I do. You do, you do your, I, your homework. I, did, I do my research, man. And um, I think that um, uh, Coach said that he wanted to pull him two games ago. Uh, he I, wanted to pull. I don't think Doug said that. When. Huh? I don't think Doug said that. We, I, I, yes, I think. He, there was a reporter that said uh, he wanted to pull in two games oh, ago. Okay, okay. Reporter said. And I think that's where the controversy came in because I don't know if um I don't know if um Howie and um and Doug Laurie said, Well <laughs> you know, it's a little early. Yeah. You know? Well yeah, no, I but, got you. Oh, I, I get you, Weave. I sorry, I got a late guy uh, up against the break here, but um got it the break. Uh, I don't know if, what what Doug Laurie's thought process was there, but um, a little early, yeah. But a- a- Anthony's on the line. We'll talk to Anthony when we get back. Anthony does not understand why I'm throwing Carson Wentz under the bus, um, but you know, uh, and I also got to address a tweet uh, I get from from Mike here. So we'll get to that when we return. Um, as far as Carson Wentz goes, because this didn't happen out of nowhere. And the signs have been there for years now. So we'll get to that when we return. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. I'm Tom Kelly. Jalen Hurts, that selection in the second round was the right pick. You can bash Howie Rosen for a lot. Can't bash him for that. He, The Eagles understood that Carson Wentz was, you know, there were troubling things. And we'll talk about what those things were. But drafting Jalen Hurts... Giving yourself an insurance policy was the right move. Believe that now more than ever. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on tune in go to tune in.com or download the tune in app to start listening